All right, good. Hey, uh, welcome to another episode of the Knucklehead Chronicles podcast. It is your man, the guru, Terry. Uh, whatever you want to call me, Terry Guru, whatever. Um, this is episode 11 of the origin, my personal life story. So a lot of people don't understand, um, you know, when I say the origin, I mean where I came from, my origin, where I, what what made me uh what made me who I am today? All the all the trial, tribulations, the, the the heartbreak, all that. And so, this is episode eleven. Now, what I'm going to do in episode eleven? I'm not. I'm going to take a break from the story today on this episode. What I want to do is um, uh, give you a recap, catch you guys up for the, on the first ten chapters because, or the first ten episodes because, you know, if someone is coming in and has never heard a, a, an episode and they come in, let's say on chapter nine. They would have to go all the way back to chapter one and start listening from there. So I'm gonna what I'm gonna do in this episode today, episode eleven, is I am going to um give you a recap up to chapter ten. All right. So let's let's get into it. But uh before we get into that, let's let's, let's get into this real quick. Somebody please tell me why President Trump is still having rallies. I'm sorry, former President Trump. Why is he still having rallies? I I don't understand it. This man, um, you know, was the worst president in American history, right? This man stole documents from the White House, and he is still thinking that he can run for president in 2024. Now, I I could have sworn that there was a uh, an order or some kind of a, a executive thing to where if you steal anything from the White House, you cannot. He can no longer. He has disqualified himself from running again because he stole from the White House before. So I heard that was a story. So I'm trying to figure out why is this man still holding rallies? I mean, I, I, I'm on TikTok. And I see some folks that are posting his video when he was in uh, South Carolina um, running uh, this big old rally. Like, don't people understand? Don't people can't, can't people just read? I don't understand that at all. All right. But that's just, I, I want the people if you follow Trump, that's your business. If you're a Trump supporter, that's your business. I don't care either way. But I'm just trying to figure out why in the world this man's still trying to run for president and knowing, uh, knowing federally, federal law says he can't. So let's stop all that. There's no hope. He's not coming back. He's not going to be another, not going to be president again. Just move on. I, it, makes my, it makes my heart sick just thinking about it. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. Let's get into uh, episode 11. Like I said, this is a recap. Uh, this is a, a, a recap of the first 10 chapters of um, the, the story, right? Like I said, if someone who, who just popped in here, I'm not sure who that is. Um, if you've never listened to an episode of the Knucklehead Chronicles and you're wondering what in the hell the origin is, I'm telling you what it is, okay? Like I said before, the origin is my story, where I came from. Um, my story starts at the age of 16, 17. Okay, well, uh, 15, uh, because I, came, I became a father at 16. I suppose, that's neither here nor there. So I started, I might be younger, 14 or 15 years old. And I remember walking in, uh, just to give you a, a, a quick recap, um, I remember walking into my mother's bedroom one Saturday morning, and, and um, I was telling her about this young lady that, um, I had a crush on in high school. Now I'm from a small town in North Carolina. You know, you, you, you know those stories where um, 
you know, it's a one horse town. Everybody knows everybody. You know, it's just like that. And I had to crush on this young lady. And uh, I went, I was telling my mother how excited I was about this young lady that I met. I went out I had a crush on. So I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm telling her what's going on. And she stops me. And she stops me in mid-sentence. And she says, hey, uh, baby, what's her name again? You told me, what's her name again? I told her, I told her her name. And she's like, you can't date her. I'm like, why can't I date her, mom? You know? And I was like, all right, why, tell me why I can't date Oh, well, because, you know, she's her stepsister or half-sister. And I'm like, what? You know, like, what are you talking about? And so, mind you, my mother was married. Had a, I had a brother, you know, and the man that she married, I thought he was my dad, too. But come to find out, that day, that he was not. When I tell you that ain't crushed me 10,000 times, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, why would you Why would you not, like, tell me that, you know? So at 15 years old, I'm devastated. You know, my mother tells me that the girl that, I, that, that I'm crushing on, I can't crush on her no more because she's my sister, Right? And the man that's her father was actually my father. I'm like, you can't, you can't do this to me. You can't, you can't say this and just drop it off. So I remember my mom being, you know, she was being, uh, had the whole shame thing happening. And she was like, I, I just don't, I don't know how to feel about it. I want, I want to tell you, but you know, I want you to get, I want you to be a little bit older before I told you. That's okay, you know, I, I can understand that. But I got to tell you, at this point in my, at this point in the game, I rebelled against everything. I was upset about everything and it didn't matter. Right. So what I did calling myself, getting back to her, you know, getting back with her, I started dating this young lady, you know, I wasn't very, I wasn't sexually versed. I had no idea. I never had the birth and the bees talk with my mother and father. Um, and I went, I had sex with this young lady and, you know, it was good. And, you know, we conceived a baby, you know, we were both in high school. She was a junior. I was a sophomore. And we could see the baby together, um, which was the hardest thing because I I knew nothing about sex. I knew nothing about being a a, a parent. Um, all of that. I kind of uh, I pattern my parenting like my father did me, absent, right. So after that, I went I went through the whole thing and. She was my baby was born. My oldest girl was born uh, in ni- in nineteen ninety two. Okay, uh, she was born. Um, I did the best I could as a father, as a as a sixteen year old, seventeen year old father. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing, you know. And I that started the trek that my life went. I went down this trek for a long time. You know, being blind, doing things that I didn't have any business doing, you know, just making really, really bad decisions about my life. So, you know, of course, at uh, this this young age, I am on, you know, I'm on court ordered child support at this point, and and I'm watching I'm washing dishes at a grocery store uh, in their restaurant department, and it was just really, really hard for me. Um, I I, I barely finished high school. Uh, I finished high school. I graduated. I went off to the military, which was just one of the weirdest decisions I've ever made. And and I don't knock people that are soldiers. I, I, I'm there for the troops and the soldiers. I, I respect them. It just wasn't for me, right? And I went I went in there under the wrong pretense because I didn't want, I didn't go in there to you know uh, 
fight for my country. I, that wasn't I wasn't patriotic like that. I was I was a sophomore. I was a the summer of my senior year is when I went down to the National Guard and signed up because I wanted money. I wanted a check. I wanted I wanted to, to go and be a weekend warrior and get this money. I get this money. I stopped paying child support and everything. So I signed up. I graduated. From, I, I, I left high school in 1993. Um, I got on a uh, a plane. In let's see, we graduated. We graduated June 10th, no June 9th, and I was on a plane to Fort Seal, Oklahoma, uh, in July of 19, uh, of 93. So I go to Fort Seal, Oklahoma, to my boot camp. I, I, I absolutely totally destroyed boot camp. I made, I put forth no effort at boot camp. Um, and then I, I ended up not finishing. Uh, I went to the medical department. They told me, you know, hey, you got mildly flat feet and you have a choice. You can go home and you can you can stay and try to rough it out. Now, if it was regular army, it might've, it might've been a different situation, but it wasn't. It was National Guard. So I was like, okay, I, I'm going home. Now, at this time, I had a little girlfriend. Her name was Bridget. You know, a little girlfriend who was a couple of years younger than me. Um, but, you know, so I get on the bus. You know, the, the one thing about the military, and I said this in Chapter 1, uh, one thing about the military is that they will fly you out first class, baby. But if you don't make it, they busting you back to wherever you came from. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's what happened to me. They put me on, uh, they put me on a bus, bought me a bus ticket, and they suddenly put me back on the bus, and I went back to North Carolina. Now, at this time, you know, I'm really distraught. I'm still mad at my mother. Uh, I, I, I completely and utterly uh, failed at boot camp or in the military. Made a whole mockery. Just, I was, it was a sham. And I was a, I was a dad. I didn't get to see my daughter. And it was a mess, you know. So, for the first, after high school, the first couple, three years out of high school, you know, I kind of just limped through life. You know, I kind of just limped through life and was like, eh, I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, it's kind of hard to explain. And so, in 1996, or 95, I'm sorry, 95, um, and again, those four or five years out of high school, I, was, I just limped through life. So, 1995, you know, um, my cousin, uh calls me up and says, hey, I got somebody that you want to meet, you know, because I was single. I was just kind of living life. I was, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't call it living life. I was really struggling through life at this point. And so she called me up. She says, hey, um, I got this girl you want to meet. So I go meet her, you know. Um, She didn't tell me that this young lady had got stood up at the altar the weekend before she met me. So she was just, you know, Get you know amped up by getting married, and so she goes. Uh, we meet, and because I was so gullible and so young, and I just didn't know what I was doing, and it, it was just you know all this stuff was new to me, and it was happening so fast and all that jazz. Uh, we got together, you know, we did we did the deed as a, as, a, as it were, and you know I call myself being uh, falling in love with this, this this lady. Now she already had a son, and it was just us three, you know. And so we tied the knot in 96 in uh, my first marriage. It was a complete and utter disaster, you know, disaster. And 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 and, and, and I'm not, you know, and I know she's probably going to listen to this. Uh, and 
one thing I did have for her is I had extreme love for her, but I just did not know how to handle my business. And that's the theme. If you listen to any of the episodes on Knucklehead Chronicles, is that 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 was the theme. My theme was I had no idea what I was doing. I just kind of muffled through life. That's what I did. And I destroyed my life. I destroyed her life. And we was it was just terrible. And we struggled, just like most marriages do, fighting about money, not having enough of it. Uh, that was a part of, that was a, it was a couple of times, you know, we had a, we got our first car. It was a Pontiac Grand Am, never will forget it. <laughs> 93 grand now. And it was just a struggle. And then we was living, um, we, we were living in this duplex, which uh, in my, back in my hometown, we were living in a duplex. We was, I mean, the struggle. The struggle was real. I was still sleeping with my baby mama, you know, still physically being physical with her, still doing whatever I wanted to do outside of that. And it was just crazy. It was just crazy. And um, we went ahead and got married, and we struggled. Like it was, it was just, it was beyond, it was beyond nuts of the struggle. Um. So we tried to, we tried to muddle through. She got pregnant, and this is my second daughter. Uh, we got pregnant, and we just—I mean, we didn't have anything. We had nothing. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, so we had her. Um, one of the biggest stories that came out of this part, this chapter in my life. I'm gonna kind of skim. I'm kind of run through it real quick because I'm gonna run a long time. So we're living separately at this point. We had already broke up and you know living separately, but her doctor um, that she went to was closest to where my mom and my dad lived. So we uh, we allowed. They allowed her to come and stay with us until she got ready to have the baby. I'm working, you know, at this place, really nasty place, but I made, I made really good money, right? So the weekend before uh, she had the baby, I went, I got paid, and I went and I bought her everything she needed, blankets, bottles, diapers, clothes, whatever she needed. I, I, I cleaned it. I mean, I spent my entire paycheck and made sure she had everything she needed. Um. So the baby comes, and um, she, she comes home, and she stays with us for a couple of days because we're thinking we're going to get back together, we're going to make it work, we're going to get, you know. And I go to work one day. I come over. I, I can't remember what day. But I think it was a Saturday. I know we'll forget it. Um, I think well, I did forget it, but I think it was a Saturday. And I go to work, and I come home, and everything that I bought. Gone. Wife, gone. Baby, gone. And so I walk into the house, and my mom is sitting on the couch, and she's in tears. She's bawling. She's, you know. And, and I say, Mama, what's wrong? She says, she gone. She left. You know, her mother, you know, her mother was a huge influence on her. Her mother and her auntie, huge influence. Um, so I come home. I, nobody calls me and tells me nothing. I just come home to an empty house. You know, that moment was a was a clarifying moment in my life, and it made everything that I hadn't dealt with worse. If that makes sense. Um, so I call her up. I say, well, "What happened?" 
you know. Well, mom you know, wanted me to come and be back home so they can keep an eye on us. This and that and that and the third. I did. Like, you could have told me that that's what's going to happen. So we did, we split up this and that, and it was just okay. So a year later, a year or so later, we got back together, you know, and, and that was just, we did it for the sake of the children. I tell anybody, and it's just, that's just one of the things I live by, never get back or stay with somebody for the sake of children. It doesn't work because there's a level of resentment that sets up. There's a level of resentment that everybody goes through. And people, it is unspoken, you know, right? So we come back together and we, we ended up moving to Charlotte, you know, and, and it was just a disaster. It's a complete disaster. I ended up leaving her, you know, long story short, like I said, this is it's the recap, right? Long story short, ended up leaving her. Uh, I started dating this, this older lady. Um, in the in the in the series, her name is Minnie Pearl, right? So you have to kind of listen to this. You have to go back listen to the to the, the first ten episodes to find out who I'm talking about. Minnie Pearl was just crazy. She was uh, uh, I can't remember. She was 24 years older than me. I didn't know this when I first got with her. I didn't I didn't find this out until her birthday came around. Um, so that was a, that was, and 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 that particular stage in my life, my manhood was being challenged. You know, I knew I struggled emotionally, right? But I always knew that I was a man. At least I, you know, within me, I thought I was a man. But the struggle was I let I allowed someone else to tell me that I wasn't. If that make you know what I'm saying, I allowed someone I allowed I allowed someone else to tell me that I wasn't a man, and that played a part. Again, all I'm doing now, and we all go through it. I'm just comp- compounding. One trauma on top of another trauma on top of another trauma. Stay with this woman for five years. Um, we fought. We went back and forth. Um, one of the biggest stories, and I said this, I think it was in episode two or three, and I said that um, one of the, the one story that I can give you that messed up my whole world with her was, was we, went out, we went down to her daughter's house and we got into an argument. And she always belittled me, especially in front of her daughter. Right? Her daughter was her daughter was six months older than me, so um, she would always belittle me in front of her. And so she was like, "Yeah, you think you're a man? You ain't no man." I mean, it, it's one thing to feel it; it's it's one thing to be ostracized or, or you know castrated. You know, it's one thing to think that you're being castrated. It's another thing to be told that you're being castrated. It's it's another thing to for someone to say. Yeah, bro, you suck. <laughs> no, you're not a man. You, you're not as much of a man you think you are. You know, I was like, dang, that was that was that was devastating. Um, that was torture. So you had to check out three. Yeah, check out episode three and four uh, to, to get that one. Um, me and her ended up splitting up, and I met my second wife. Um, she lived in Jacksonville. Um, with her. Uh, it's so many different stories about that. You, again, you have to go back and listen to, uh, you have to go back and listen to episodes four, five, and six to kind of get that. It was just, it was a really, 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 really hard time for me. Um, and all of this still coupled up the fact that I'm mad at my mother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so speaking of that, by the time with my second wife, um, we got married in 2003. Uh, we went through a whole bunch of stuff. We, we, it was an omen. The day we got married was an omen, and it should have been don't. <laughs> you know. So what happened was we got married um, 
on her birthday in 2003. And we woke up, we had a snowstorm or an ice storm. And where I'm from, that's not good because we, you know, nobody drives on the ice or in snow because we don't hardly get it. And so when we, when, they, when we do get it, it's a complete train wreck, right? So, but I'll tell you who was working that day. The utility folks, they were working that day because as soon as we got up, uh, our water was cut off. So we had no water. So we couldn't take a shower. We couldn't do anything. So good thing we had money, you know. But, um, so we didn't have a car, though. So guess what I had to do? I had to walk to the utilities department, pay the water bill, wait for them to come back out to cut our water back on. And... Oh, <laughs> there ain't nobody in this house. Wait, <laughs> sorry about that, y'all. Um, so, um, I had I walked back home, I walked home to to let her know, hey, the water bill paid to cut the water on back on, and she was like, I still want to get married. So we didn't know because of the snowstorm, we didn't think that the magistrate was open. So uh, we called to the courthouse, um, told the magistrate, hey, you want to get married? Magistrate came in late. So we, we, so we ended up having to walk to the mattress office to get married, which is about a mile and a half, maybe two. Um, so we, we walked in the snow to get married. You know, all of this should have been a home. I'm like, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. But no, <laughs> it's okay. So we get married and it was just, um, my second marriage wasn't as bad as my first because my first, I had no experience. I had no, I didn't know what I was doing my first marriage second marriage wasn't that bad um i was still trying to find myself though as a man i was still trying to grow up as a man and i still struggled in that arena i was you know i was bad with i was bad with money that's a that's a that's a, a running theme that you will find out um starting in, in uh, episode 12 uh, i was bad with money um and i just say i made a lot of financial bad decisions a bad did it back bad choices because um, I always I always correct myself when I say decisions because anything you do more than once is not a decision. It's no longer a decision, it's a choice. You chose to do it. Um, and we ended up divorcing. I mean, it, it took us a while to get divorced. There's, there's a lot of stories in there because uh, I moved to Illinois for her. You know, listen to chapter nine. And I'll tell you about that one. Uh, went up there to be with her. She had already told me what, what the skinny was. I didn't hear what she said because I wanted to hear what I wanted to hear. Um, and I spent four years in Illinois being destroyed. However, I realized, though, it was my fault because it was self-inflicted. I, I stayed there three years, 200, no, yeah, I stayed there three years, 364 days too long. Cause I should have been gone the first day, but uh, and then you know it's just one of those things. But where that's where the story ends. That's that's where chapter ten ends. Where 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 um, there's so many different stories in those chapters. I I had to condense it in twenty into uh, twenty three minutes right here. Um, but you have to check out the podcast to get the full gist of what I've been through. These are just recaps. This is a recap. Um, the struggle was so real and it hurt so bad and I went through so much. Um, but 
is starting at chapter 12, though, you're going to see the transition from my second wife to my third. I've been married three times. Just in case you count, you keep in count. Three times I've been married. Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting story. I hope you guys enjoy it. I know nobody came through here on YouTube, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, but everybody else, thank you for listening on the podcast. You can check us out on all podcast platforms, uh, buzzsprout.com, and any other platform. Uh, check me out on podpage.com as well. That's where my uh, my website sits. Uh, you guys have been great. Thank you for all the support. I love you very much. We'll see you next time.